everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we've all been wearing a lot of elastic skirts and pants this week post-Shavuos, but thank God uh, the, the gym's been good to me this week, that is for sure. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch, coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side this Thursday, though it is a dreary a very dreary Thursday here. Good morning, Avrami. Good morning. How are you? Thank God, doing all right, how despite the rain. Yeah, how was your commute? It was fine. Rainy, but it was okay. It was all right? Yeah, thank How God. was your Shavuos? Um, it was very nice. More dairy meals than I usually have, so a little bit out of tradition. But I think but that's it was true very nice. most people. Or do you mean j- dairy meals on Shavuos or dairy meals like in general? Meaning we just do... We always did just one dairy meal, but since we were eating with other people and ah. stuff, so we had more. But uh, it was nice. The weather ended up holding out okay. It was good. That was good, Yamtov. How about yours? Thank God. Weather was great. Uh, you should know, by the way, Yoni had a very interesting Shavuos. You want to know why? Yes. He had no milchik meals. Oh, my goodness. That's really- Look at him. He's so proud. <laughs> proper way to celebrate <laughs> Yamtov. <laughs> <laughs> that's life, says Yoni, or that's all life, as the case may be. Yeah, it seems that's what they do in Boston. Everyone goes Fleischik's. No, I'm just spreading rumors, but that's fine. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you're a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nahum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. We're going to do the fortune cookie. Um, reminder, folks, this one was picked by Yoni, so our expectations are minimal. I am managing expectations. I don't want you to think it's going to be a great fortune cookie. That's why I'm telling you Yoni picked it. So, Yoni, you can only go up from here. Here we go. Your way of doing what other people do their way is what makes you special. I don't even follow that. There's, like, so much going on in here. And, by the way, the font is so small to get all these words in on this piece of paper. Your way of doing what other people do their way is what makes you special. There has to be a shorter way. You know what? Confucius needs an editor. If Mayor Ferdig read this, he would have been like, there's got to be a better way to say this. That is for sure. Let's go through today's national holidays, one of which I'm going to take a moment to explain, and I will explain why. First of all, it's Career Nurse Assistance Day. Shout out to them. It's Fudge Day. Nice. And that has to coincide with Recess at Work Day. Yeah, so I think those two things need to be observed at the same time. We all need to take recess, which, by the way, I miss recess. I promise I just want you to know that. I miss recess. Um, So we should... We should take recess and go find some fudge here uh, at the kosher store. Do you think they sell fudge? I don't know, but if you would have told me, I could have brought some. We have a neighbor that makes it at home. Are you serious? Yes. If I would have told you? Then I could have brought fudge. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know there was anything we're bringing up from Baltimore. (laughs) Usually you bring everything back with you. Right, but we have a friend, a neighbor who makes fudge, and she does it really well. uh, Should we hold hold the day next week? I'll keep it in mind. (laughs) All right, do me a favor. Hook us up. It's got to be gluten-free, though. Can't... What are you making face? I don't know, but I'm learning very quickly that everything has gluten in it. So no cookies and cream No. Okay. No, no. Just straight up, you know, chocolate and yummy goodness. Um, It's also Dump the Pump Day. And as a already holier than thou, um, you know, uh, hybrid driver, I say, hey, I've already done that. There you go. And here's the one. What are you making fun of me for? Dump the pump when you you avoid going to the... uh, to uh, filling up your car as, you know, part of pushing back against the our dependence on oil. Really? What if you need gas? 
Okay, then walk. That's the point. Okay. Um, and now here's here's my most important my most important national holiday for the day. It's Bloomsday. Now, Avram, you're gonna you're going to humor me for a second. Bloomsday is a reenaction of the events of the in the book. I can't even call it the book in the tome referred to as Ulysses, written by James Joyce. It is a massive book. Are you familiar with Ulysses? I've heard of it. Okay, that's all you need to do, by the way, is be is just have heard of it. Because as I learned in graduate school, and I do have a master's in English, nobody actually reads Ulysses. You just walk around with it. It's one of those books that hits the list of books I say I've read that I haven't. Because, you know, that's what grad school students... Oh, I've read that classic. Oh, of course I've read Ulysses. Oh, Joyce. I love Joyce. Anyway, so real James Joyce lovers, all four of you in the, in the world, you this is the day where people reenact Leopold Bloom's day in Dublin, which is, by the way, what Ulysses is about. It's an hour-by-hour account of his day in Dublin. And so lovers of James James Joyce reenact Leopold Bloom's day today, hour-by-hour, complete with itinerary and the whole works. Right. Is that not ridiculous? Okay, it's great. I mean, it's wonderful. But again, Ulysses, just walk around with it. Everyone will think that you read it. That's what I learned in graduate school. Is there an abridged version? No, <laughs> no. And the last like gazillion pages are all have no punctuation because it's known as stream of, stream of consciousness writing. So it is literally one continuous thought. It is it's an impossible, impossible thing, but it makes an excellent doorstop. You're listening to that's life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. My guest today is Barry Lyman. She has um, taken over. The, the World by Storm, and I'm not even saying that to be funny. She's the author of Meet to Marry, a dating revelation for the marriage-minded. You can find her at meettomarry.com slash findlove. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Marianne. How are you? I am well, and, I don't, and I'm totally not kidding when I tell you you've taken over the world by storm, because even before, <laughs> even before I was given the opportunity to have you join us on the air here today at That's Life, I had already heard of you and different events that you were being included in from numerous different people, including somebody who attributes the fact that she just got married a couple of weeks ago because of you. Oh, that's so wonderful. I love to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, she was she referred to you as her guru. And I have I have known her for a number of years and she's a woman in her thirties. And yep. um and she wrote about it. She actually wrote about it for Times of Israel. Her name is Judith mm-hmm. Singer. And she yes. wrote about it for Times of Israel and talked about not only she you know, she t- discussed semi-generally, and that's fine, her personal struggles with relationships and marriage, etc., but how you helped her overcome that. And she refers to you as her guru. I imagine, though, that there are probably many other people who refer to you that way as well. Yes, yes, there are many, many people. Thousands have been touched by the method, and hundreds and hundreds have been through my online programs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled and so excited because... I know what it's like. I walked in the shoes of those singles, and whatever they want is so possible to achieve within a year, just about, you know, getting out of our own way and having some really great distinctions. So you, so so I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to, just because you mentioned that, and that would be one of my first questions. You, you work with people and you have developed the system based on your own experiences. Exactly. I was the first success story. Yep. (laughs) About uh, 13, 13 years ago, yep. So tell Amazing. me how you met your husband and, and how that worked. 
So I had dated for about 15 years, and I always attracted the wrong people, no matter what I did, whether I got introductions uh, on, on dating sites, networking. It was always emotionally unavailable, really narcissistic people that looked good. Everything looked really good on the outside. Um, and then ultimately, I had my own transformation. I woke up. I realized what things were not working. I shifted space within myself, and then everything in my reality changed. I met my husband on J-Date. Oh! Yeah, someone I never would have seen or recognized because he's amazing and really (laughs) healthy. (laughs) In the past, I would have passed him by. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. So you would have passed him by because, quote-unquote, he was just too normal? He was normal, you know, and he there was no there was no chaos. <laughs> there was no uncertainty. <laughs> because look, ultimately I'd been attracting people who reflected my own fears, my own blind spots that were kind of hidden from my view. You know, it was like I knew my stuff intellectually, so then when healthy people came along who could match my vision, I, I wouldn't have seen them. So you're and not so you're not yeah. just you're not just the president. You're also a client. Oh my goodness! I'm a client. I I live this every day. <laughs> so how, yeah. How many clients have there been? So again, thousands have read my book, and we get emails all the time about people who've had these amazing aha moments and breakthroughs using these tools. But in my online program, more than 250 couples. Wow. Have gotten married. Wow. Yay. So are you so do you consider yourself a shotgun or you consider yourself and I'm going to use this term loosely a therapist? No, so actually neither. What I huh. am is I cre- <laughs> I create empowered daters. So I'm a coach. I help people to literally see something and have an aha moment that calls them into a whole new reality. So it's a method. It's a step-by-step method that respects the complexity of anyone's life, and it's adaptable. So they see something, they see where they're thinking, and I, here's a Yiddish word, like their own fakakta thinking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where they're sabotaging themselves, you know, where they're thinking. And we take all the work that they've done in the past, maybe Torah learning, you know, maybe therapy, maybe personal growth work, and we make it real so that they can experience real change in their life. There, there's, um, um, I promise you that there's a connection to what I'm about to say, to what you're saying. But there, I just <laughs> yes. give, just be patient with me. There's a, there's a <laughs> diet center. There's a diet center, a nutrition center yes. near where I live. And the first thing you do when you sign up with them is they go through your previous diets that you've done, because we've all tried different diets, and then exactly. they tell you all the reasons that those diets don't work and don't work for you. Is that kind of the approach that you start with with a, with a client? And I, by the way, I don't even know if client's the right word, and if I'm using the wrong word, please please correct me. But is the person who first comes to you the person you say to, tell me everything you've done until now, and I'll tell you why it hasn't worked for you? So, yeah, there's a piece of that. We take a look at where they are now, all the things they've tried, where they want to be, what their goal is, what their dream is in love, what their ideal relationship is, and then we identify the gap, the gap being a blind spot, what they're telling themselves, and then we literally chip away so that they could step into a whole new place. But, yeah, absolutely. 
And, and what's great is that whatever they've done has been part of their journey. It's all divine. So none of it has been a waste of time. We just, with working in this method, they get to integrate, you know, and get real results. So, so, yeah. So that's also part of, of changing that mindset, right? Not that somebody should look on the previous, just to use your experience, not that somebody should look on the previous 15 years and say, wow, what a waste. But instead, no. but instead, these, these are the building blocks upon which I will now have success. Exactly. The mentality is I lived, I loved, and I learned. And we each have a unique journey. You know, it's very spiritual. Nothing is wasted, even in all of those awful relationships I was in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it really got me to this place to understand myself and then understand how to be in a healthy relationship. So it, it's all a gift. And, and there's just the future is open for all of us to create whatever it is that we want. But again, we have to get out of our own way and we have to have the proper tools and a very healthy, proactive mindset. Does that make sense? No, it may. It, I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. I, um, I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I'm curious though. At what point in somebody's life, and and I guess, I guess, even before I ask this, usually your clients range between what age and what age. <laughs> so that's interesting. So my clients are anywhere from 26 to 76. Wow. And really, and and the thing is that one thing they all have in common is that healthy love has been elusive, right? They've wanted it, so they have these relationship patterns that they've been stuck in, or they haven't been able to find the kind of person that they want. So, so that's the thing, and, and they know, like they have a feeling that, well, maybe it's me, or many of them say maybe I need to move, or maybe what mm. I want doesn't exist, or maybe God doesn't want me to have it, maybe I'm meant to be single, you know, but deep down, they know that there's something that needs to be done within themselves. You know, there's a glimmer. And, and that's what we shift. Because until we shift that, you can work with a matchmaker, a shot client. You could be on a dating site. You can get introductions. But ultimately, we're attracting people who reflect our fears and our limitations instead of who we really are, you know, instead of our possibilities. Wow. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you my next question in a second. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know that if you're just joining us right now, you're, you're listening to That's Life, and we are joined by Barry Lyman. She's the author of Meet to Marry, a dating revelation for the marriage-minded, and you can find her at meettomarry.com slash findlove. So here's my next question. If your youngest client is 26 and your oldest yes. client is 76, at, yep. uh, how in the world do you then look at these people and say, I'm... Well, I'm paraphrasing because I doubt you yes. are just, you seem to be way too nice for these words to come out of, out of your mouth. So <laughs> yeah. how do you look at these people who are, you know, past their formative years, so to speak, yes. and say, yes. let me tell you what your problem is? Right. So <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the thing is that what they're not seeing is who they really are because they have blind spots. So I'll tell you, the average age of my, my participants and clients is, you know, 32 to 50. Even harder. You know, the well, it's not harder once they get to the essence of who they are and that they really can have what they want. So basically, you know, they're thinking they have a blind spot. Things from the past are impacting the present 
and actually closing off the future. So let's say something happened when someone was a kid, their father was critical, or they thought their mother loved their brother more, whatever it is, or a trauma that happened. So what we are ultimately doing is we're looking at the things that happen that cause us to have a story about ourselves, a fear. Because if there's fear in the space, or you think that you're not lovable on some deep level, then what kind of people do you think they're attracting, Mm. right? So for myself, my blind spot was that there was something wrong with me. But on the outside, it all looked great, you know? (laughs) I was okay, I had a business, I had friends, blah, blah, blah. It all looked good. But deep down, there was something running the show. So if I thought there was something wrong with me, I was attracting men who reflected that. And that's really what's going on, is that we're not, you know, we're being run by little children. Wow. But we can't see it. We can't see it. It's hidden. And does anyone who sits with you the first time, the second time, are there people who look at you and go, this is ridiculous, I'm out of here? Or do they, or are you able to bring every one of your clients to their aha moment? As long as the client wants it, yes, they can be brought to it. And what's beautiful is there's never been someone, even the most skeptical person, when they're spoken to and they're engaging in, 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 in reality-based thinking and, and healthy thinking and high-vibration energies like gratitude and, and positivity um, and, and, and love and acceptance and forgiveness and coachability, and they start to see what's true, they all come around because it's not only me working with them. There's content there's community, and we're talking topless. So an example in the program is let's say, you know, you want to get married in six months, but, you know, it's not happening. You're meeting the wrong people. So in a coaching call, they do, a, they feel, they do an exercise and they get to see, like, oh, there's something in the space that's keeping that from happening. And an example of something in the space could be an incompletion. Maybe there's someone, an ex, that they're not letting go of. Mm. So... If we let go of that in a reality-based way, then that clears some space. So, yeah. So that's the long answer. Interesting. But, yeah, yeah, people want to feel love. They want to feel good, but they're protecting themselves from that because they've been hurt in the past. Interesting. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and Barry Lyman joins us. She is the author of Meet to Marry, a Dating Revelation for the Marriage-Minded. By the way, I love the fact that it's revelation and not revolution. Um, you could <laughs> right. also find her at meettomarry.com slash findlove. You mentioned before community, which is why, which is why, like, my, I don't know if you can hear them that loudly, but my wheels are turning in my head. Yes. And I always yes. find it uncomfortable, and I'm being completely honest, both with you and the audience, I find it very uncomfortable to have conversations conversations about dating when my dating experience was limited to the three people I dated, one of whom I married <laughs> and I'm happily married to until this day. So I think happy exactly. Thank God. Totally blessed. I got married at 19. I find that that I don't you know, I, I can you I'm sure you can imagine. I have plenty yes. of chutzpah, but I don't have yes. enough chutzpah to sit here and give somebody else dating advice. I didn't have dating. I didn't I didn't have the the, the experience and, and thank God, I, I trust me, I feel very blessed. But when right. you talk about community, what is our role as a community in making sure or helping people find their better halves? And here's the better part. People like me 
who find that they should, you know, keep their mouths shut on topics like this. Do we have a role that we can play in helping our friends get married too? Definitely, definitely. And, and I find that everyone in the community really wants to help singles. If you notice, there's singles events, there's, you know, volunteer matchmakers getting together, you know, trying to match people up. The reason that's not working is because of people have blind spots and fears. So, so putting them together isn't, isn't, isn't really the answer. We have to go a little bit deeper. So what the community can do is this is encourage them, give them really positive advice in terms of getting the support that they need to, to find the right person. Because a lot of times there's just really bad advice, you know, telling people new, when's it going to happen for you, or maybe you're picky, or, you know, things like that. The other thing is that um, dating, re- dating resumes are <laughs> just awful. They are Awful. I'm only I'm, I'm only laughing. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm only laughing because my daughter just graduated high school and somebody looked at her yearbook picture and said, oh, that's going to be a great picture for her resume. And I looked at them like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, these resumes, everyone is the same. Women are social workers or teachers and they're nice and they're good and you know, a few, a few references, and the men, they all have good meetos, and, you know, they're learning, and a list of... That, that's not going to help. That's not going to help. People need to... Singles need to really clearly express who they are so that people can make great matches. You know, we're not all the same. We're not just learning, and we need to express who we are, what we value, what our personality is like, the kind of person we want to meet, how we envision our future, you know, our talents, our passions, so that we could find a really great match. So it's that's funny. Point. It's funny that you're advocating honesty, and I'm of course not saying that to be <laughs> to be sarcastic or whatever, but. When we think of when you when you look at somebody's resume for the for the first time, and I mean in an employment situation and not in yes. a shidduch situation, you yes. assume that there is some hyperbole in that resume that they weren't <laughs> actually the president of the company, that they didn't actually win the Nobel Prize, whatever it is. You assume that there's some padding in there. So instead, you're looking at your clients and you're saying, "Get rid of the resumes. Get rid of this. Get rid of that. Yes. And just yes. be honest." Just be honest about the most important things. What makes you tick? You know, we all have unique emotional needs. So in my old life, you know, I didn't know what my emotional needs were. I met someone, I was attracted to them, and that was the end of it. And then we'll see what happens. But we all need to feel a certain way in our relationship. So I learned that I need to feel cherished. And other people need other ways of feeling. So you need to share your personality. You need to share your values, your vision. Maybe you want to live in another country for a couple of years. Share that passion. And and then it's so much easier for the person who's reading the resume, who's reading the profile to say, ah, I get it. You know, if someone Mm. is is working and and entrepreneurial and they want a real partner, it's really important to do that. Interesting. 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 Two very quick questions, and then unfortunately we'll be out of time. First of all, is it too late for anyone? No, it's never too late for anyone. Never, never, never. If somebody wants to find a healthy, meaningful, lasting relationship, 
all they have to do is literally get out of their own way. Because it's very spiritual. There's someone out there for all of us, but we're not seeing it. We have limited beliefs. We have blockages. We're repeating patterns over and over again. No. Anytime somebody wants it, it's the person is there. We just have to articulate it clearly and have the courage and the honesty to be vulnerable. <laughs> be vulnerable right. to find it instead of having walls up Vul- fear. Vulnerability is so important. And my last question, which is going to be a personal question for you, did you have yes. your aha moment on your own or did somebody help you? So I at first had my aha moment on my own and then I got help because wow. You know, I was dating the last of these emotionally unavailable narcissistic people. <laughs> and <laughs> and one particular day, I was 35, and he was talking to me like it was so awful, and there was no future, and he was so mean to me. And, and that was like my bottom. Wow. And, and that day, it all changed. He said, I'm never going to, my life will never change. And I realized I was the common denominator of all of those relationships. And truly, it wasn't that there was anything so wrong with those guys, it just they were wrong for me. Got so it. yeah, and, and then I got help. Yeah, that is such an important part is that those guys could be right for someone else. And that's uh, 100%, right? 100%. Of course, it's just that they didn't meet my emotional needs. They didn't share my values. And you know what? I was attracting them. I stayed there. You know, so I take personal responsibility for that experience. And then I shifted it with the right support. Wow. And that's what I recommend people do. Incredible. Meet to Marry, M-E-E-T-T-O-M-A-R-R-Y.com, meettomarry.com slash find love. Barry Lyman, author of Meet to Marry, a dating revelation for the marriage-minded. I thank you so much for joining me. This was a fantastic conversation. And um, to all the parents listening out there, there has to be a way for you to get your kids to speak to Barry. So be in touch with her, meettomarry.com slash find love. Awesome. Thanks Thank so you, Mary, much. Thank you so much. Absolutely my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Live here at the Nachum Siegel Network. The live lunch will start in just a few moments as we are closely, closely approaching 11 a.m. here in the New York area. We have a full afternoon of programming after the live lunch hosted by Nachum today. The stunt show is at 1 o'clock, filled with a full afternoon of original content and programming. Tomorrow morning, JM and the AM live here on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, jmandam.org at 6 a.m., 7.40 in the morning. Malcolm Holine will join Nachum with the weekly update. Don't want to miss that. And at the conclusion of JM and the AM at 9 a.m., Naomi Nachman hosts Table for Two. She's joined by Yitty Danziger, editor of FYI Magazine, and Dr. Rachel Schindler of Kosher Zone Diet. My thanks to everyone this morning. I also want to make mention that this Sunday on JM Sunday with Matis, there will be a Cyclone Tickets giveaway. So if you miss any moment of JM Sunday from 7 to 9 in the morning on Sunday, you may miss your opportunity. Join Matis Sunday morning from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on NahumSiegel.com. I leave you today with a live version. Thank you, Avrami. A live version of Poogie's Yo-Ya here at the Nahum Siegel Network. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
ונצוא אליו מיד. 